Hello and welcome to Messages at BBC. In these messages, you'll hear from professors, staff, guest speakers, as well as students. These messages were spoken and recorded on campus at Boise Bible College. If you'd like to check out Boise Bible College, please see our website at boisebible.edu. The Lord be with you. Oh, good job. All right. I am so excited about this right now. Um, Typical ecumenical greeting, the Lord be with you. And typically you outstretch your hands to the other person as they are extending God's presence to you, encouraging you with that fact. I am encouraged that you said that back to me. And um, let's just try it again one more time with the action. Okay. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also Thank you. I am encouraged and humbled and empowered to speak boldly about Christ, of whom we are all so passionate about. So let's continue our action here in this place, in Boise Bible College Chapel. Um, Let me ask you this question. Do you have a life verse? Yeah? Okay. Do you think of it in your head right now? Well, I have one, and that's all about what our chapel is today. Um, It's this tiny little verse tucked away in 1 Thessalonians. So if you have your scriptures or electronic scriptures, um, turn to 1 Thessalonians 5 for me. Uh, My little ribbon here to show where it is. All right, are you there? 1 Thessalonians 5, skip down to verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as, in fact, you are doing. So as we unpack this verse this morning, I hope you see that we are to continually do good by reminding each other of Christ, our foundation. So first of all, we are to encourage, encourage one another. As good Bible scholars, we all are. Let's do a quick word study. Do you see that word encourage? The Greek word is Parakaleo. Might sound familiar to some of you. Paro means close beside, and kaleo means make a call, close up or personal. So together they imply that you are close enough to a person to offer up evidence that stands up in God's court. Look at it this way. Has anyone suffered from vertigo? Have you ever had that experience? Um, It's a condition where your body thinks the world is spinning, but it actually isn't. I've gotten this so badly, I've had to crawl on the floor before. A few weeks back, Vertigo visited me. Fortunately, this time, I could actually walk. But the whole world was spinning this way, and I tried to compensate by leaning to the left. I had to use a friend, a wall, or something trustworthy to encourage me down the hall. Their world wasn't spinning, but mine was. But because they know and love me... I trusted them to share the actual state of the world with me. After days of it not really going away, I finally went to see a chiropractor, someone knowledgeable about these things and these ailments, and was able to set me right again. No more spinning. So similarly, as I needed a paracleo, someone close to me to remind me and encourage me to walk in a right, upright way, so do we need God's truth in our life. 
I need encouragement. But how do I encourage someone? Well, let me tell you, I went to my favorite encourager, my husband. <laughs> he is so encouraging to me. And I asked him, what would he do? He's probably the nicest people, person you'd ever meet. His advice was this. It's easy to compliment someone you care about, but it's harder for someone you don't. Dig deep and look for the good in someone. Once you see them as a child of God, someone who's trying to do the best they can with what they have, you begin to see them differently. Then affirm them. Affirm who they are and what they're doing. This is a genuine compliment. So here is your first principle. As you encourage one another, you are ministering through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. As you encourage one another, you are ministering through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. This doesn't mean only when times are good you encourage someone, but also when things are bad. Comfort in times of suffering. But don't be like Job's friends who are miserable comforters. Be comfort like the paraclete, our advocate. You see the connection to the words? The Holy Spirit who comes alongside of us and walks with us in both our distress and our joy. Practice love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, self-control. Practice until those things ooze out of you when you're under pressure, showing the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. So we are not only to encourage, but the next part of the verse talks about we are to build each other up. Our Greek journey this time is the word, I'm going to murder this, oikodomeo. Is that right, Vance? Anybody? <laughs> thank you. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Thanks for your graciousness. Which, okay, that word infers that we are building something from the foundation up. It's kind of like when my son David, son, um, makes, <laughs> sorry. Uh, makes a tower out of blocks. He must start with a level foundation. His blocks are kind of soft and squishy. They're still square, but it takes a special kind of um, leveling out to, and intentionality in order to stack them so they stand up high enough um, that they won't tumble before he wants them to tumble. <laughs> of course, that, that's the fun part about stacking up blocks. You get to knock them over. All right, so here's your second principle. Are you continually pointing to Christ as the foundation of our faith? Are you continually pointing to Christ as the foundation of our faith? 1 Peter 2, verse 7, states that the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Jesus is the foundation of our faith, not Paul, not politics, not even Kanye West. As much as it pains me, because his latest album is Holy Spirit Fire, but it is Jesus. Jesus is king. Okay, I confess that I am a person of little faith. I do, that's not one of my top spiritual gifts. Have you ever taken the spiritual gifts inventory? Have you taken it yet? Okay, faith comes pretty low on my list. I rely heavily on the faith of my parents, on the faith of even my husband, um, I rely heavily on the remembrance of the few times that I have miraculously encountered God. Maybe you too have little faith. Be encouraged. Even if you have the teeny weeny tiniest little grain of mustard seed faith, it's enough. 
God is not checking how full your faith jar is. Even a little bit of gas will start the engine. One of my favorite authors, Marva Dawn, she says, reality is what we notice on the surface. What we feel or what we see, what superficial perspectives we might gain, for example, from the television evening news. Truth, however, is much larger. It encompasses everything genuinely that's going on. The reality might be that our world looks totally messed up, that war and economic chaos seem to control the globe, but the truth is much deeper, that Jesus Christ is still, since his ascension, he's still Lord of the cosmos. And the Holy Spirit is empowering many people to work for peacemaking and justice building as part of the Trinity's purpose to bring the universe to ultimate wholeness. The reality might be that you do not feel God, but the truth is that God is always present with you, perpetually forgiving you. And not only that, but the very process of dealing with our lack of feelings and our resultant doubts about God is one of the ways by which our trust in the Trinity is deepened. So, encourage one another and build each other up just as, in fact, you are doing. So our third point is continue doing it. Keep doing it. We aren't done, ever. The sanctifying work continues. There are still more who need to hear the good word. Do you need to be reminded of it? Have you claimed it for yourself? The truth is Christ. The word of God in bodily form came to earth suffered like us, died like we all will, and resurrected and ascended into heaven, thus illustrating that we too can share in eternal life. This is the gospel. We need to share it. Here's your last principle. Do this together until the return of Christ. And what better way to practice it than to come to the table right here and right now? So as we approach the table, it's impossible to accommodate all of our faith journeys and rituals. So many from all over the world practice the ceremony. Some with processions, some with dramatic liturgical fashion, and some with simple table service. As I guide you into this liturgical experience today, I want you to pay attention and stay curious. Pay attention to the conversation initiated between you and God through this worship. And stay curious about this historical practice, how it can be relevant to you today. Engage. Wrestle like Jacob. If you do, make sure you ask for a blessing. And I hope you emerge blessed and perhaps get a limp out of it too. There'll be prompts on the screen to follow along. When you see the words in bold, know that you are invited into actively inserting your voice into the service of the people. Service of the people, liturgy, um, that's exactly what it means. Drive from the Greek word liturgeo, which means to serve. So this is your act of service today, your act of worship. Let your voices blend together in unity sinking into a rhythm of worship. It's not a passive expression. Mean what you say, 
And if you have a hard time having faith right now, let the community carry you along. If you need to pray over these things, some of your classmates are going to be in the back of the, the room. They would be happy to pray with you. They'll be ready on the side of the chapel. If you want to just grab a friend and pray, you can do that too. Grab someone and minister to each other. This is a time of ministry as well as a time of fellowshipping together. But first, before we get there, let's extend peace to one another. In the exchange of peace, we express our faith in a physical way. We turn to one another, shaking hands or embracing, um, demonstrating our unity and mutual acceptance. Don't say, how are you? Don't do it. That can be a loaded question. But simply extend what has been offered to you. Say peace, shake a hand, give a hug, um, or say peace be with you. And enjoy that. Sharing the peace of the Lord makes it unmistakably clear that worship is more than a spiritual experience. We are not alone in the Christian community. We are to be with our brothers and sisters. This is a joyous time. The sharing of the peace is a moving, powerful expression of our unity with Christ and with each other. Our life may be chaotic, but let the peace of Christ bring fellowship and reconciliation. In doing this, the life of the Spirit is renewed among us in the Christian community. Please stand if you are able and greet each other. <laughs> Hugs all around. All right, make your way back to your seats next to the people whom you love. And Alex, are you ready back there? Awesome. You're ready? Okay, good. All right, go ahead and put up the first screen. They're not up there? Oh, no. Um... Well, that's weird, because I just put those in there this morning. Um, are they in the list? No? All right, that's okay. I will do it for you. I will carry you along. Um, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> that's my role. That's my role for you today. All right, let us pray. Most merciful Father, we offer joy and thanksgiving what you have first given us ourselves, our time, and our possessions, signs of your gracious love. Receive them for the sake of him who offered himself for us, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. May the Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts, and you say, we lift them up to the Lord. We lift them up to your heart. So lift up your hearts. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right to give thanks to him. Say, it is right to give thanks to him. Good job. You're doing great. Um, all right, let's pray. Holy God, mighty Lord, gracious Father, endless is your mercy and eternal your reign. You have filled all creation with light and life. Heaven and earth are full of your glory. Through Abraham, you promised to bless all nations. You rescued Israel, your chosen people. Through the prophets, you renewed your promise. And at the end of all ages, you sent your son, who in word and deeds proclaimed your kingdom. 
and was obedient to your will, even to giving his life. In silence, we remember what you have done. In the night in which he was betrayed, our Lord Jesus took the bread and broke it. He gave it to his disciples, saying, Take, eat. This is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Repeat that with me. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread, oh, after the supper, he took the cup. Don't want to forget the cup. He gave thanks and gave it for all to drink, saying, this cup is the new covenant in my blood, shed for all people for the forgiveness of sin. Do this in remembrance of me. For as often as we eat of this bread and drink from this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So let us confess the great mysteries of our faith. The mystery of our faith is Christ died, Christ risen, and Christ will come again. Say that with me. Christ died, Christ is risen, and Christ will come again. Therefore, gracious Father, with this bread and with this cup, we remember the life our Lord offer us. And believing the witness of his resurrection, we await his coming in power to share with us the great and promised feast. Amen. Come, Lord Jesus. Join our prayers with those of your servants of every time and every place and unite them with the ceaseless petitions of our great high priest until he comes victorious over all. Through him, with him, in the unity of the Holy Spirit, all honor is yours, Almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. Now, I grew up and my father was Lutheran, and so we, we said the um, Lord's Prayer every every time at dinner. So if you know the Lord's Prayer, say it with me. But we are going to say it because Jesus taught us to say it. Um, we'll be using forgive us our sins. If, all right. <laughs> Let us pray as Jesus taught us to pray. Our Father in heaven, holy is your name. Your kingdom come. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us in the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the kingdom, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Thank you. All right, so there is gluten-free bread. I need the student leaders to come up. Come to the student leaders. They will say to you the body of Christ given for you. And then move on to the cup. Dip your cracker in there. It's called intinction. Dip your cracker in there and say the, the blood of Christ shed for you. The body of Christ given for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. Come and receive the goodness of the glory of God. 
Thank you for listening today. Boise Bible College exists to raise up leaders for the church, where we value scholarship, humility, innovation, and community. For more information about Boise Bible College, please see boisebible.edu.